I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. In October of 1985, a woman named Cherie Warren left work at a busy Salt Lake City office. To meet her estranged husband at a downtown auto dealership. She never made it home. Cherie's car surfaced weeks later in Las Vegas. In the parking lot of a hotel casino. No one knows how it got there. Strange. It was strange. Both Cherie's estranged husband and her boyfriend raised suspicion for investigators. I kind of thought that he might have done something. But no arrests were ever made. In Cold Season 3, we dig into double lives, make new connections in the case, and examine the difficulty raised by reasonable doubt. We want answers just as much as anyone else. They have creeps like that now, too, so nothing's changed. That's the new Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie. Now available anywhere you get your podcasts. Thank you for joining us on this week's edition of Utah Weekly Forum. I'm your host, Rebecca Cressman, and today we're going to introduce you to a foundation called Women of the World. And joining us today, our guest is the founder and the executive director, Samita Harnish, and she'll tell us about an upcoming fashion show featuring women from all around the world. It's an honor to have you on Utah Weekly Forum. Thank you so much, Rebecca for having me. Tell me why you founded Women of the World. Oh, yeah, this is, uh, well, there's many reasons that I started Women of the World, you know. I'm originally from Iraq, Baghdad, so when I was a young girl, you know, I drew a picture of women that trapped in a spider web there. Women in a spider web. So what did that symbolize for you and your country? You know, the spider web, it represents the culture that gave a great opportunity for my brother's but not for my sister and I. So I always dream one day I'm going to be helping women uh, to in Middle East. But when I came into America and studied engineering and worked in one of the largest semiconductors uh, for 20 years, I said that, you know, I thought this is the time for me when I saw refugee coming to Salt Lake in 2008 from Iraq. And I thought, well, this is really a big burden on me. Always I think about why I wasn't with my family when they went through all wars and oppression and all these things. So I will come to Salt Lake City. You know, I resigned from being engineer to come to Salt Lake City and start Women of the World to have, I thought, only the women from Iraq. But I found out all the women are coming from different countries. They have the same needs. So that's when I started Women of the World in 2010. Is that when you came to the States in 2010, or did you come before that? Oh, no, no. I came in actually when, uh, in 1979. I came in as an international student to study engineering. Okay, so you came to the United States first as an engineering student. Yeah. I know I personally, and I feel like a lot of the people I know, we don't have a lot of familiarity with the history and the beauty of Iraq. Yeah. Other than the recent history of the war between our country and Iraq and other countries and Iraq, and yet there are refugees that are coming from your country to escape the violence and the instability. Yeah. So, Samira, tell us more about the refugees that you help. Does your foundation help refugees from all around the world? And if so, how many are here in Utah? Um, yes, actually, we in, in Salt Lake City, we have 60,000 refugees. And I think it's more, you know, now. But when I came in at that time, it was 60,000 refugees from all over the world. 
And so when I start Women of the World, you know, I saw, you know, um, most of the women, you know, when I was as a volunteer interpret uh, the Arabic language for the women coming from uh, different uh, countries, but they speak different dialect Arabic. So I thought I would be volunteer the first time to help them uh, with the doctor, you know, and their needs and everything. So I actually found out, you know, the women, uh, their need underfunded, you know, because when they come over here, you know, and that is on the agency will help their husband to be sure to be have a job and the kids to be in school. And after that, they when they have time to go to the women. So I find out, you know, there's a lot of women educated that with higher education, like doctor, engineer, or, um, you know, pharmacist, you know, or they are illiterate in their language, but they need to stand up on their feet and learn about the policy and regulation and they wanted to help their kids and their husbands. So that's why I thought, well, let me just pay attention only for the women, you know. So, uh, you know, so that, that's why I, you know, we have uh, been helping women uh, yearly or close to 1,000. So, um, and that's uh, one of the things that I wanted to mention, uh, women of the world being recognized uh, with the United Nations in Geneva, UNSCR, in 2018, I uh, was one of the 19 awards for a continent of Americas. So there were 450 um, uh, that uh, nominated from a different continent, and they chose only five people, one from each continent, and I was America's uh, um, 19 award. At that time, I went, you know, of course, to, to, to Geneva, Switzerland, 2018, to celebrate that. So because they find out, you know, it's, you know, to see what's the reason I left six figures and position to go that way and help displaced women. That is beautiful. And congratulations on on your work being recognized to go from recognizing the challenges that you experienced as a young girl, a young woman in the Middle East, and then taking on um, helping those women who come to the United States. Tell us, when when you are serving women who are uh, forcibly displaced, those who are refugees, those who have to leave their home countries yeah. and come to the United States, what are some of their challenges that you try to address with women of the world? It's, the challenge is actually the biggest challenge they face is when they come because of the culture is different and the language, uh, English language is really hard for them. You know, even the the one they want to through to be a doctor, you know, take the degree of doctor. They know the English language for their um, their uh, as a doctor, but it's not for the communication. You see them; it's really hard for them to communicate. The other thing is, you know, the challenge. You know, even when I start Women of the World, the people in here they push me away and they said we have enough. Um, homeless people, take your homeless people and get out of our from our state. So that was really hard, you know, to accept them and, uh, you know, and to understand who are those uh, displaced people, why they are in here. So I actually started to educating the youth and uh, more than educating the ladies about the regulation and all these things. And that's why, you know, the first things, you know, it was really harsh. 
I saw some of the women, they don't want it to get out from their costume, you know, their beautiful dresses. And I got a call like uh, one o'clock in midnight, one of the ladies that being pushed away from the grocery and said, you know, they were yelling at her to wear just like American. Now you're not in Africa anymore. So when I went in there, you know, and I hit me right away, I thought this is a really great idea to represent the fashion show, you know, to the youth and, and let them respect their culture. And I don't want the women to uh, forget about their culture because their kids are, you know, born or they're growing in here in the United States. I want them to... Uh, you know, believe in their mom culture and, you know, their parents' culture. So that's why I started Women, I mean, fashion show, like, from 2010. I didn't have an office for seven years, so I couldn't afford to have a venue or all these things. So, so I kind of did the fashion show, actually, in the city-county building. I remember I went to Mayor Ralph and told him, can I take that place? And I do the first fashion show in there to educate the American about culture, geography, history, and language, you know, and tell them who are those our new neighbors you know, that are thriving in our state. What a wonderful surviving. idea. Yeah. So it is the annual fashion show. You mentioned you started it in 2010. And it yes. gives women who have been, who are refugees, a chance yes. to walk the runway in the uh-huh. colors and styles and ethnic dress that is from their native country. Is that right? Yes. 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 Yeah. Some of them, they did not bring, you know, their clothes from them, but they got the fabric and they start to sew them and make them, you know, in here, you know, when they know there's a fashion show is coming, they go right away and they do that. So uh, it's been doing like for, this is our 11 years, you know. So last year, actually, we did it as the day, the day in March. Uh, again, we celebrate the International Women's Day and that's when we do that, our show. So... Um, I started to do like as a fundraiser. Uh, it's not too long ago. It's like maybe five years when I start to do the fundraiser because we don't have any fundraiser except this day is the signature of Women of the World. So um, that's the moment uh, when the women, they, start, they walk and they put their head up and they feel like that. They, to show not only the beauty of uh, the beautiful uh, you know, um, beautiful faces and beautiful dress. They show their bravery, their resilient, powerful women. And where are they at? You know, they are working so hard to be in college, to be a business owner. And that's when they wanted to show to our state that they are working hard and reaching to their goals and appreciate the state of Utah to give them this opportunity to start, to start from zero. And the fashion show the fashion show again this year is March 10th and yes. it will yeah. be free correct even though it's a yes. fundraiser the tickets are free yes. and it will be on Facebook live yes yes so we did contacted actually UNSCR in Geneva and the one in Washington and we told them you know to be a partner with us so they're gonna I mean, they already had some stories already being done with those young lady, and they wanted to do it like international, all over the world, to enhance. I mean, to show to the all the world the the kindness of Utahns, 
how they accept refugee and uh, they uh, and and they help them to grow and to reach to their uh, goals. So and this is really a highlight for Utah and a highlight for those ladies that reach out. You know, to, you know, they're thriving and it gives a hope for the women that are still in the camp in in a different country. So that this is. Just like you said, it's a free, it's vir- you know, because it's virtually, this is the first time we do it. But we, of course, you know, we always ask for sponsorship, and that's all in our web- website. Is show, you know, we have an event right that they could buy a ticket, but it's free. And if whoever wanted to pay $100 VIP, they will get $150 a box is full with goodies. So it'd be, it will be delivered for them in that day. What a beautiful idea to support as well. And if you're wondering, okay, I've hear I've heard about this fashion show. I want to see this beautiful um, walkway representing women, strong women, uh, survivors, yeah. right, uh, from all around the world. You can go to womenofworld.org, womenofworld.org, and there you will find a link to the events so that yeah. you can get the free tickets and donate as you'd like. Um, it'll also be carried on Facebook Live. And you said it will be... Um, anyone around the world can actually click yeah. in and watch this. Exactly, yes, yes. So we do have actually, we already saw the event of right. We have a lot of people from Be- from Beirut, from Saudi Arabia, and from Emirates, and from all, you know, other European uh, countries. They're already registered in there to be in there. And, of course, this time it's going to be different, and it's going to be recorded as well. And so we are having this Thursday actually a fun hour that whoever want, uh, people that have questions or anything or they wanted to know more about those ladies you know of course we're not going to say all the stories is about them because it's going to be a surprise for them when they hear the story when they come out we have 15 amazing ladies that we are going to be there and we have the first lady she's going to speak uh, um Miss uh, Mrs. Abby Cox and Mayor Erin uh, and uh, some other people, of course, and we're going to have in Pali dance and all these things and many, many surprises is going to be uh, prizes in there. I mean, surprises is going to be there. Well, yeah. I think that's beautiful. Aggie Cox, the wife of mm-hmm. our new governor, Spencer Cox. Yes. And I know yes. that she has been a supporter of international um, um, respect and yes, diverse yeah. communities and cultures, and it has been uh, a top priority of the new governor to, uh, to try to help those exactly. um, right from from other populations to feel uh, valued. And what a beautiful way to do that. It's a, an hour-long fashion show, again, with stories yes. about these women's lives. And these women are coming from what countries? We have actually uh, one from each uh, country from uh, from uh, Africa, like uh, from Somalia, Congo, and Burkina Faso, uh, Central Africa. We have from uh, you know Asia. We have uh, Afghanistan, Iraq, Syria. Um, we have uh, from uh, South America as well. So. That we always take one from each uh, country, so it's going to be really beautiful. And 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 actually, whoever goes to the womenofworld.org, you know, we have a promo video, and there actually even in the Facebook, it's really amazing. You know, that promo video for those ladies, you know, show how that their dress and 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 the beauty and the 
happiness in their face, faces. It's really beautiful. It's a 30, I think, 30 seconds promo video. Okay, we'll have to look at that and we'll have to share it on our FM 100.3 Facebook page Thank you. as well. And I, I appreciate that the goal of Women of the World, there's, there's many parts to that. So yes. helping those who are displaced, who come to another country and another culture, feel valued and then have those basic skills. You know, they, as you mentioned, they may have advanced degrees, but without mm-hmm. the English yeah. language that helps them be conversant, they can't participate like they typically yeah. would. So you're trying to help them meet their family's needs, their language needs, and also while doing that, trying to help the larger Utah population recognize the value that these refugees can have in our communities, right? Yes, yes. You know, so, I mean, even in the, in the, the COVID-19, you know, 2020, we, uh, the office was open, you know, to help those ladies because they lost their job, you know, most of the women that speak a little bit English, they work in uh, hotels and restaurants, and this is the places that have been closed the first things. So they lost their job, but you see them, they don't, you know, because of so resilient and so brave, they come to the office and I lost my job, I need a job right now, I want to take care of my kids and I want to help my husband. So either single mother or married woman, you know, they always come and that we help, you know, we help like 39 women to find a job and when, with 190 job applications. So we save, of course, you know, revenue for increase. Uh, the, uh, our client revenue increased by $943,000 on an annual basis for, you know, from job placement and for career development. This is, is for our state. This is for the state of Utah. You know, this is the economy. It will go high, you know. So that, that is really amazing number that for 2020. And we gave $27,000 for a scholarship. And most of the scholarship is, did not go, you know, to the refugee actually for international student and DECA, you know, an asylum seeker. So both those, you know, the asylum seeker and, and, and DECA and uh, international, they cannot get help, you know, like from the government or FAFSA or whatever. So they got this scholarship, uh, $27,000. Yeah, and we saved women, of course, $263,000 for uh, 2020 is because of their, they, get, they don't have Medicaid or anything, you know, so we do help. We have a partnership that we fill application and we remove these things. So we did work really hard, actually, because they, they see our offices like the you know, second home for them. And they feel that, you know, even though we take only three or to six women a day because of the COVID and all these things, it's still they feel someone is open to them and they're going to listen to them and all these things. We are, of course, we have a just, you know, social distance and mask and all these things. So thank God, you know, we didn't have um, women get sick or anything. So, yeah, so this, they actually, they're here, and they don't, I don't want them to feel a burden on us because of the way they are working really hard and, and reach out to their goals. And again, as you help facilitate their ability to get 
uh, maybe a new education or a greater education or develop new job skills, they're not only able to take care of themselves, but they're contributing to the Utah economy. So it's, you know, you mentioned you came from an engineering background, but it it just reminds me of civil engineers that design the infrastructure of a city or community. And we are just uh, strengthening um, all the members of our state so that they can be the foundation of a strong economy. And that's just extraordinary. So I'm just so impressed Samira Harnish is who um, is joining us. For those who just tuned in, this is Samira Harnish. She is the founder and the executive director of an organization called Women of the World. Your office is in Salt Lake City, is that right? Yes, yeah, it's actually 415 East, uh, 3900 South. As um, Mr. Uh, uh, Samnani um, and Foundation, you know, they have uh, Maliha Hospital. So they gave us uh, this place, you know, to take this 2020, um, 2020, you know, they gave us this place, you know, to use it. And uh, the Maliha Hospital went to the 3300 South, so we took the 3900 South, you know, the old one, the old Maliha Hospital. Okay, good. And of course, you can get more information. We have just a couple of minutes uh, together. But one of the topics that Samira was sharing with us just now is the 11th annual fashion show, Women of the World, the fundraiser. And this year's uh, theme is Rise Up. It will be March 10th. Yeah, you want to get tickets about that. But uh, the theme Rise Up, as the founder of this organization, tell me why you chose that theme. It's actually, you know, because of the COVID and because of the um, government and other, you know, because some of, you know, not some, actually most of those uh, displaced people, when they came in here, they have family, they're supposed to follow them and to come to the state. But unfortunately, it stopped, you know, because Muslim banned and all these things. So... Uh, and because of the COVID-19, you know, 2020, I have a lot of questions. They said, your women, they are used to come to your office and to gather and, you know, have an English language and all these things. Um, so now what they are doing, you know, and I said, well, they miss that. But still, they keep going and they rise up and get up and do things, you know. They don't say, oh, I'm scared from the COVID-19, let me stay home and not to go to work. You see them, they wanted to go in there and work. They said, well, we survived war, oppression, poverty in our country, but we are in here, you know. COVID-19, yes, we 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 keep ourselves safe by mask, wearing masks and all these things, but we have to rise up and keep going and reach out to our, uh, you know, to our goal and help our kids. Mm. So that's why I got that rise up, you know, is you see them, if they are studying, they are still studying, they didn't stop, and they did not stop to go to work and keep going. And you're going to hear a lot of these comments about the, I ask every model, model to write something about why, you know, was the rise up for them, you know, in here. So it'll be absolutely I, I absolutely love that I had the opportunity to connect with you. I'm so Thank appreciative you. of the work you have been doing for eleven years uh, with Thank women of the much. world. I love that you're a champion 
um, these incredible women. And I think most of us would be in awe of the obstacles they have already faced as they have been displaced because of war and because of other um, turbulent events in their home countries. And so we have a a chance coming up March 10th to learn their stories and to to rise up with them. Um, These these are people that have done hard things before and uh, and they know how to face uh, challenges. So how beautiful. Uh, The website where you can get more information about Rise Up, the Women of the World 11th Annual Fashion show and fundraiser is womenofworld.org the fashion show is March 10th Samira Harnish thank you so much for joining us on this week's edition of Utah Weekly Forum I'll definitely be watching on March 10th thank you so much Rebecca I'm Dave Cauley investigative journalist and host of the podcast Cold don't miss Cold's new season 3 where I look into the unsolved disappearance of Cherie Warren a woman last seen leaving her job at a Salt Lake City office in 1985. Police cast suspicion on Cherie's estranged husband and boyfriend, but never made any arrests or recovered Cherie's remains. Find Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie, anywhere you get your podcasts.